sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Monica Reinagle with a special bonus episode of the Nutrition Diva podcast brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. For more information, visit undeniablydairy.org. You know, these days, a lot of people are interested in learning more about where their food comes from. For example, so many of us drink milk or give it to our kids every single day, but most of us have never had an opportunity to visit a working dairy farm before. In fact, I was surprised to learn that most Americans live within 100 miles of a dairy farm. So no matter where you live, chances are you have a dairy farm as a neighbor. Well, joining me today to give us just a little peek into a typical day on a typical dairy farm is Tara Vanderdusen, a fifth-generation dairy farmer. She's also the president of United Dairy Women, an organization committed to childhood nutrition and supporting local area children's homes. She's played an instrumental role in that organization's fundraising efforts, helping to raise money for children's homes so that they have daily access to milk. And in addition, she works as a trained environmental scientist on her own family dairy. She shares her story on her blog, NewMexicoMilkMaid.com. Welcome to the podcast, Tara. Hi, thank you for having me. So it sounds like dairy farming runs in the family. I'm curious, did you ever consider doing something else or have you always known that you'd be a dairy farmer too? So it definitely does run in my family and um, it's just a part of our heritage. Uh, My husband is a fifth generation dairy farmer as well, but I did not know this is what I always wanted to do. When I went away to college, I knew I wanted to focus in environmental science. Um, Part of me wanted to consider going to law school and, you know, moving out of um, rural America, small town and moving to the big city. You know, I was 18, leaving for college and ready to explore the world. And um, I ended up meeting my husband and we got married and I moved back to his family farm in the town that I grew up in. And now looking back, I can't imagine what I was thinking or wanting to do anything else. Dairy farming is such a passion for me and I love the community and the sense of family that it brings, and the culture and heritage that it is a part of my family. And so now I I really, I've fallen in love with it all over again, and I'm so happy that this is where I ended up. (laughs) Well, tell us what's going on at this time of year on a dairy farm. I think most of us kind of have no idea what the cycle is. Yeah, so I always refer to our dairy as a dairy farm with that farm on the end because not only do we run our dairy, but we also have a farm. And so at this time of year, farmers across the United States are working hard for harvest. So we're harvesting our crops, 
um, you know, that, that probably doesn't come to surprise, come as a surprise to too many people, just because you do think of fall as that time of harvest and, you know, bringing in your crops and that time of Thanksgiving that we all think of. Um, and so that's exactly what all dairy farmers are doing right now is um, harvesting their summer crops. And here in New Mexico, we plant two crops, a summer crop and a winter crop. So as soon as we finish our harvest, we'll also be planting our next season of crops for the winter. So we have our day-to-day activities, fill of our dairy and caring for our cows and milking every single day. And then adding to that, we you know, are spending long hours out on the tractors and in combines and with silage trucks running everywhere and bringing in all the feed that we're going to feed our cows for the next year. So you mentioned that you're out there milking every day. Where does that milk go once it leaves your farm? What's the next step? Yeah. So as you mentioned at the beginning, uh, most people live within a hundred miles of a dairy farm and that's because we do have a perishable product. And so your milk usually doesn't travel too far to get to you. And so for us, our milk actually goes to um, a cheese plant in our community. It's actually only about a mile or two down the road from our dairy farm. And it is made into lots of different kinds of cheese. The plant in our town is actually the world's largest cheese plant officially. And so lots and lots of cheese comes out of Eastern New Mexico, which probably surprises most people. That's right. We think of Wisconsin. Absolutely. Most people do. And what's great, I think, about our cheese is we always pair our cheese with our hot green chilies, which New Mexico is famous for. And so we have some really great pepper jack that comes out of our area. Oh, I bet. I bet. So you've already talked about some of the challenges that farmers face, like namely the you know relentless workload day after day. But what are some of the big challenges that dairy farmers are facing these days? You know, we have a generation of consumers that is more removed from agriculture than ever before. And I think that farmers are at a point where they really need to be able to connect with our consumers and engage with our consumers and share with them what, you know, modern agriculture looks like so that they have a little bit better understanding of of the challenges that we're facing and being able to communicate back and forth and have that open line of communication, I think is important as we, you know, continue farming into generations that are more distant from agriculture. Well, and that's exactly why I'm so happy to have you on the podcast, because you're exactly right. Um, Most of us don't have an opportunity to see agriculture happening, even though we absolutely depend on it for our meals every day. I know I've had a chance to visit a lot of different kinds of farms, including dairy farms, and I'm always amazed at the technology and the the innovations that I'm seeing on farms. I hadn't realized that so much had changed uh, in the last few decades on farms. Are there new innovations or technology that you're particularly excited about? Maybe things that are you know still kind of coming down the pipeline. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that is what surprises people the most when they come out to a dairy farm is really that technology and that innovation and really seeing what modern agriculture is really all about. I think that um, as consumers, we have this nostalgic image of the red barn in our head from like the 1940s, (laughs) 1950s, and things have really changed and progressed in the last 75 years. And that's an amazing thing. You know, we're using more technology than ever before. Our cow care is at the highest level it's ever been in our history. And cow care is the absolute priority on our farm. And so some of the technologies that I'm really excited about is I can't wait to see where we go with robotic uh, milking machines. They're already, you know, widely used in Europe, but they're kind of just making their way to the United States. And 
I just think it would, it'll be incredible when the cow gets to be in charge of when she's milked and what time she's milked. And that, that robotic feature really uh, would enable that. And it would give her the control of, of her milking schedule. And I think that that's something that is really neat and cool. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Wow. That's an amazing development. It's, I'm trying to picture those cows, you know, pushing a little button or ringing a little bell saying, okay, I'm ready now. Yes. So, I mean, cows are very much creatures of habit. And so as is, I actually just shared a picture on my Instagram story yesterday of cows like lining up at their pen, getting ready to go to the barn. So it's very natural for them to already know that they, it's time for them to go to the barn. If you're late, they are sitting there stomping their foot at you saying, <laughs> where are you? What's happening? And they know their way to the barn. And so with robotic milking, it would essentially, they would take themselves to the barn. Obviously, there would be some care from um, our herdsmen and helping them, you know, make sure everybody's getting there. But essentially, they would be able to take themselves to the barn. And then the robotic milking machine senses them there and um, is able to clean their udders and prepare their udders and um, milk them. And then finish with um, our uh, post-milking procedures, and then they would be able to go back to the pen and enjoy the rest of their day. That's definitely something that I saw when I visited a dairy farm that surprised me, that the cows seem very eager, you know, to to move towards the barn when it's milking time and, and do seem very content to kind of take themselves over there and get their business done and then take themselves back to their to their pens. It's uh, I, I didn't expect yeah. to see that. I thought there'd be more sort of herding going on, but not much is required. No, not much is required at all. That we do have an, um, one, one of our herdsmen that goes out and, you know, opens the gates and that he kind of uh, brings up the rear, so to speak, at the back of the pen and makes sure everyone is heading that direction. But really, that's why we keep our barns um, as just such a calm place. We try to keep, you know, minimal noise, very relaxing atmosphere in our barns because it is an enjoyable place for the cows to go. You know, um, a lot of times, they, if it's in the summers, they may get a bath to cool them off. Um, and so they like going in there and having their 15 minutes in the barn to get milked. Um, that's about how long, you know, a cow is milked for is 10 to 15 minutes um, a day. And then they get to head back to their pens to, you know, chew their cud, which is one of the most important things a cow does is eat and drink lots of water and chew her cud. Um, and that's how you know that a cow is just a content cow and really a healthy cow. That's right. I, the cows that I saw seemed extremely relaxed. <laughs> so yes. other than how relaxed the cows are, what would people who've never had a chance to visit a dairy farm, what might they be surprised to see if they had a chance to visit your farm? So we have lots of tours and people that want to come out to our dairy. I think people, um, as you mentioned at the beginning, are very eager to find out more about where their food comes from. And Something that we see time and time again is how surprised people are by uh, the amount of detail that goes into every decision that we make on our farm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much more planning than people and it, than people expect. Uh, you know, we have a nutritionist that plans our cow's diet, and depending on what stage of life our a cow is in, she has a different diet that's planned to meet the exact nutrients she needs for that time. We have a vet that comes on site to care for our adult cows. She comes out once a week. We have a vet that cares specifically for our baby cows and helps set up protocols for caring for them. Uh, we have, you know, number of pens on our dairy. Well, each pen can tell you a lot about the cows that are in there. If we have older cows, they 
uh, tend to be in pens that are closer to the barn so they don't have as far to walk. Our younger cows maybe have a little bit further distance because they're, you know, our young heifers and they can um, walk for longer distances. We have cows that are um, further along in their pregnancies. We move them to what we call a close-up pen so that we can keep a really close eye on them in their last few weeks. Uh, and so there's just a lot of detail that goes into these dairies. We talked about, you know, innovation and technology a minute ago. One of the things is we have a computer program that keeps track of every single cow on our dairy, and it keeps her entire record of her whole life. So if she's moved pens, you know it. If she has ever received a medicine, it's, the record is there with the prescription from the vet. And so there's just a ton of detail and time that goes into all of the different areas on our farm. And people are amazed by it. They usually can't stop asking questions once they get to a dairy. I feel like every tour lasts twice as long as it's supposed to because people are so excited to be here. Yeah. And another thing that surprised me uh, whenever I visit farms is the level of education and training that's involved. You know, uh, farms usually have a lot more PhDs running around than, you, than you'd imagine. <laughs> Absolutely. Our vet is um, a Cornell graduate vet student. Um, our nutritionist has a PhD. My husband has a degree in agriculture business. My degree is in environmental science. Right. And then from there, you know, you're talking about years of experience working on dairies. Uh, and then for our employees, we have lots of great training programs and safety schools that they're able to attend. We work with our local university and our extension specialists to come out and train our employees in animal handling, how to properly give, you know, medicines according to the vet protocols. I mean, the training can go on for a long time and it's, it's really amazing um, to see. And I think that's one of the big things that's changed over the last several decades is the amount of education on the dairy and, and, and what people are really studying to become dairy farmers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a science. Absolutely. And an art. Tara, before I let you go, I, I have to say, you know, farming is obviously not an easy way to make a living. At the beginning of the century, something like 25% of the U.S. population were involved in agriculture. And I think now it's down to about 2%. So what keeps you in that 2%? What keeps you in this challenging profession? So as I, we talked about earlier a little bit, like the heritage, it is a part of my family heritage. And I'd like to think that my great, great, great grandfather would be extremely proud of what we've done with our farm and where we've taken it. But at the same time, we've talked a lot about technology and innovation today. And it can be a really challenging career, but it can be extremely exciting. And in, the, in those new technologies, I mean, we talk about self-driving cars. We already have self-driving tractors. Like, that can be very exciting for a young person that's looking for a new career. And in really wanting to come back to the farm, I think the way to get kids back to the farm is by encouraging them through technology and innovation. And I think another thing is what's great about the dairy farm is there's tons of different areas. So, my husband has a passion for cows. He loves caring for his cows. And so he works directly with the cows and the herdsmen. For me, I have always loved like our natural resources and caring for our land and our water. And so environmental science was an extremely natural fit. Both of us work on a dairy, but we rarely overlap unless I'm asking my husband about cow manure. And so I think that that's something that's really cool about dairy farming is, is just all the different areas that you can specialize in and really make a difference in. Absolutely. Well, Tara, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of what I'm sure is a very busy day just to help us understand a little bit more about 
who's producing the food that we enjoy and count on every day. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much for inviting me today. I had a great time talking with you and um, I appreciate it. Well, I know my listeners uh, will be very interested to hear this little slice of dairy life. And to your listeners, thank you so much for listening to this special bonus episode of the Nutrition Diva podcast. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 